This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time. Especially are we delighted to have those who may be watching for the first time. And we have those likely who are watching the program today who watch every time we come on there. And I mean every time. We come on twice a day. I have people who tell me they get up early in the morning to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. We appreciate your faithfulness in watching this telecast and your desire to know more about the Bible. We want to take our opportunity now to tell you about a free Bible correspondence course that we continue to offer today. We've been doing this for a long time and we want to make it available today. You say, well, what is this course? It's a free Bible course that you can study in the privacy of your own home. And then after you have filled out the questions that come along with the course, you mail it back to us for grading. We'll send it back to you. And once you've completed the course successfully, we're going to send you a certificate of completion. We want to make this available today, and I want to emphasize as strongly as I know how that it is free. It is free. There is no charge. And in order that you might know more about the course and that you might know how to get the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm reading now from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, beginning in verse 14. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Today we want to talk about this topic, wake up and live. Now, when we study the Bible, especially the New Testament, there are various figures that are used to describe God's people. The Lord's people are described under the figure of being an army. And Paul, in writing to Timothy, said, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. And indeed, the Lord's people are an army. 
They're also described as a branch bearing fruit. In John the 15th chapter and verse 8, Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So God's people are described as an army fighting, as a branch bearing fruit. It is also described as being a body serving. In Ephesians the 4th chapter, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. But by that which every joint supplieth, according to the working of the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. That verse simply means that every member of the body has a function, has a role, has a, has a place to be. And everything that we do in the body, regardless of how great or small it might be, is for the building up of the body. We're to serve in the body of Christ. So the Lord's people are described as a body serving. But they're also described as a light shining. In Matthew 5 and 16, Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Every figure, every picture of the Lord's people in the New Testament pictures them as being wide awake, being active and being alive. My, my responsibility is to be what God wants me to be. I'm not concerned about what others want me to be. I'm concerned about being what God wants me to be. And I know one thing. He wants me to be awake, to be alert. Listen to verse 14 from Ephesians 5 again. Awake, you who sleep. So I know that God wants me to be awake. If I live a life like that, if I'm living a life where I'm wide awake, I'm active, I'm serving, well, what kind of a life will I be living? First of all, I'd suggest from verse 15 that we live a careful life, that we're careful living. He says, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. We're to be careful in our living. We need to be careful about how we walk. You see, Christians walk in newness of life. In Romans, the sixth chapter, verses three and four, Paul said, Know ye not that so many of us, as we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also, listen to him now, should walk in newness of life. When an individual obeys the gospel of Christ by believing in Christ, by repenting of their sins, confessing their faith in Christ, and by being baptized into Christ and into His death, the benefits of that death, we arise from the waters of baptism to walk in the newness of life. Here is the reason. We've been born again. In John the third chapter, 
Nicodemus asked, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? But Jesus did not have in mind a fleshly birth, but a spiritual birth. And in verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And when we are baptized into Christ, we experience that new birth into Jesus Christ. Then we walk in newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We're just not the same person anymore. We're living a new life. Then we're to walk in the Spirit. In Galatians, the fifth chapter, in verse 5, Paul said, If you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The reason some people are living for the flesh and living for the world is they're not walking in the Spirit. But you see, I'm talking about being wide awake. And if I'm wide awake, if, if I uh, have my mind as it ought to be, I'm going to be careful in the way I live. And I'm going to walk right, walk in newness of life, walk in the Spirit. And then I'm going to walk worthy. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, Paul said, Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So I need to walk worthy of my calling, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith I was called. And then if I'm careful in my living, I'm going to walk in the light. 1 John 1 and 7, as He is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ cleanses us from sin. So careful living is essential to being wide awake in the days in which we live. But to be wide awake, we need to be opportunity conscious. Look in verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. To be, redeem the time means to buy up the opportunity. To use your opportunities wisely. Galatians 6 and 10 says, As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good. And then he says unto all men, and especially to those of the household of faith. But, but let me read it again and put the emphasis here. Let us do good. As we have opportunity, let us do good. And you cannot do that unless you're opportunity-minded. The fact is we only pass this way once and we do not know how much time that we have left. We don't know how much time we have left. It's appointed unto a man once to die and then comes the judgment. No one knows how much time they have left. We need to use the opportunities that we have today. The fact is our Lord could come at any time. He's coming someday as a thief in the night, 2 Peter 3.10. Thieves don't normally send an announcement and saying, I'm coming to your house on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock and I'm going to rob you. No, no, they do not do that. They come without any warning. And when Jesus comes, according to 2 Peter 3 and verse 10, He's coming as a thief. Therefore, if I'm going to be wide awake, I need to be opportunity-minded. Also, I need to be a studying person if I'm going to be wide awake. Look in verse number 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, I believe that statement. 
But I believe the opposite of it is, is equally true, that if I refuse to understand what the will of the Lord is, I'm not smart. I'm unwise. And if I would not be a foolish person, I need to understand what the will of the Lord is. Let me give you some reasons I believe that all of us need to study the Bible. First of all, we need to study the Bible to know what's true, to know what's right, to know what's accurate. We hear many things being taught today from the Bible. That is, people take some passage of Scripture out of the, out of the Bible and they'll begin to teach a certain thing. But, but, you know, sometimes they take those passages out of their context and, and, and the way they use it, they use it to twist it and turn it and pervert it to mean something the Bible doesn't actually mean. You know, I could take a passage out of the Bible and prove it'd be wrong to get on top of your house. Not to, not to get, on, get on top of your house and not come down. Jesus said, let him that is on the housetop not come down. Suppose I began to teach that it, you ought to get on the top of your house and not ever come down. Well, I'd be taking that passage out of its context. That, that, that's not what Jesus meant at all. So we need to study the Bible to see if what we're being taught is true. I want you to put Billy Lambert to the Bible test. I want you to prove me. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, the Bible says these were more noble than those of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, listen to him now, whether those things were so. You need to prove it from the Bible. We, we need to study the Bible to be approved of God. Listen to 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But also we need to be a studying person to understand what God wants. There's no way that a person can come to the Lord Jesus Christ unless that person understands what God wants. In John the 6th chapter, verses 44 and 45, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw, draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. So no one can come to Christ unless God draws him. Well, where is that drawing power? Is it some unusual experience? Is it something that's better felt than told? Is that drawing power putting your hand on the screen of the television? Just what is the drawing power? How can you understand what God wants you to do? Listen to verse 45. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Now there's where the drawing is. It's in what God says. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes back to me. Who is it that comes to Christ? Let's go back. Those who have been taught by God. That is, those who've heard and those who've learned. That's the reason we need to study the Bible. Because it is the Bible that explains to us what God wants us to do. 
then we need to study the Bible in order that we might be informed people. To be informed. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge is a very dangerous thing. Would you want a doctor performing surgery on you? Let's just say heart surgery. I've had open heart surgery. Now suppose that you need to have open heart surgery and the doctor that is going to be performing that open heart surgery is a dentist. Would you want a dentist performing open heart surgery on you? I wouldn't. I I want a dentist doing what dentists do, and I have a good one. But I want you to know that if a man is going to be operating on my heart, not only do I want a heart surgeon, I want the best one that can be found. And when I had mine, I had the best one that was, I, I believe, the best one in all of the world. You see, I want somebody that's informed about what he's doing. And when it comes to our soul, good people, we need to be informed. We need to know what it is that God wants because a lack of knowledge will destroy. In Acts 17 and verse 30, Paul said to the people of Athens, the times of this ignorance, God winked at. But but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So God is not going to overlook our lack of knowledge. You want to be awake? You really want to live? Get in the book. Start studying. Be a studying person. But verse 18 says that we are to be spirit-filled. Listen to it again. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Drunkenness with wine was very prevalent in, in the Ephesian society, so much so they even had a god of wine. But, but Paul was saying to them, rather than being intoxicated with, with alcohol, you need to be intoxicated with the Spirit. You need to be filled with the Spirit. Somebody says, well, how do you know when a person is filled with the Spirit? Well, is it because they're rolling in the floor, falling down, jumping pews, having spasms? Is that how we know people are filled with the Spirit? I, 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 I can show you from the Bible how we know when people are filled with the Spirit. Could I read it to you from the fifth chapter of Galatians? Now remember back in verse 16, he says, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So to walk, here's what it means to walk in the Spirit. Here's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, is love. Are you a loving person? Do you love God? Do you love your fellow man? The greatest commandment in all of the world is to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself is the second great commandment. Are you known as a person of love? Love, joy, are you a joyful person? Are you a happy person? Or are you a gloomy person? Are you the kind of person that brightens up the room if you were to leave it? And then he says, peace, that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. 
Are you a peacemaker? Are you always stirring up some kind of strife? Long-suffering, which means patient. Are you a patient person? Kindness. Are you a kind person? In Proverbs 31, one of the characteristics of a worthy woman was that she had the law of kindness in a tongue. That's in verse 26. And then goodness. Just plain, old-fashioned goodness. Faithfulness. Are you a faithful person? Are you, can you be dependent? Can God depend on you? Can your fellow man depend upon you? Are you faithful? Gentleness. Gentleness. Self-control. And then Paul said, and against such, there is no law. You talk about being filled with the Spirit. Friends, that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. That's the evidence that an individual is filled with the Spirit. And you'll never live a wide awake life. You'll never really accomplish all that you ought to accomplish in life unless those things are characteristic of your life. And notice the first thing he mentions is being the fruit of the Spirit is love. I've read what some have written about Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and, and some suggest that love is the fruit of the Spirit and all of those other characteristics grow out of love. Well, in reality, they do grow out of love. But it just seemed to me all of those are the fruit in the life of a person who is filled with the Spirit of God. Are you wide awake? And then to be wide awake, you need to have a joyful heart. Listen to verse 19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This has reference to congregational singing because there's reciprocal action mentioned here. It's an occasion where people are talking to each other, singing to one another. And then he says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. One of the fondest memories that I have of my mother is seeing her go about her housework singing songs church songs, as we call them sometimes, singing to the top of her voice, Amazing Grace, or How Great Thou Art, or the Lord Bless You and Keep You, or some other spiritual song. She just would sing and sing and sing. Well, the Bible says in James chapter 5, if, you're, if a man is merry, let him sing songs. Notice the classification uh, of those things that we are to sing. Psalms. That'd be a psalm set to music. Have you never sang, The Lord, my shepherd is? What a beautiful, beautiful song that is. Hymns. And that's song of praise to God. Spiritual songs. That would be any song that is of a spiritual nature. And we are to sing to God out of a heart of praise to God. Somebody says, well, I understand, Brother Lambert, that in the Church of Christ you do not have any kind of instrument in your worship. Oh, yes, indeed, we do. And it is mentioned here, it's in your heart, that we make melody in our hearts to the Lord. We pluck the cords of the heart. We sorrow in the heart unto the Lord. And we make praise to Him. 
We ought to be people who go from day to day singing praise to God. I don't believe singing to God has to be limited to our worship services on the Lord's Day to you. If you're happy, sing a song. Sing. And I guarantee you that if you'll spend some time singing a song of praise to the Lord, you're going to have a much better day. To be a wide awake person, you need to be a thankful person. Listen to verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be thankful for all things all the time. In Psalms 103 and verse 2, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. We ought to be a thankful people, grateful for all the blessings that God has showered upon us. Those who are living in areas right now where they have not experienced such things as earthquakes, tsunamis, torna tornadoes, hurricanes, and the like, ought to be so thankful. They ought to be so thankful. And they ought to be thankful to the point that they want to do something they can help those who are, are in desperate need. Now, we ought to be thankful for every good thing that happens to us in life. Be thankful for all things, all the time. But then we also need to be filled with humility. Listen to verse 21 again. And in verse 21, as he describes this person, he says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. You cannot do that unless you're humble. The Bible says that pride goes before a destruction and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Jesus was asked on one occasion about greatness in the kingdom. And Jesus said, He that will be the greatest among you. Listen to him now. She'll be the servant of all. We need to be people who are willing to serve other people and we submit ourselves one to another in the fear of God. Someone showed me a clip off of the uh, internet the other day. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Coach Gene Stallings well-known throughout the United States and all over the world, actually. Great godly man, great Christian man. And there he was standing at a grill, cooking for people who were in need in Tuscaloosa. And I thought to myself, he that would be the greatest among you, let him be a servant of all, the way up. Is down. I want to thank you for watching today. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. It's my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.